A Syracuse Sports Center starts now. I'm Joe Salzone. The Yankees beat the Blue Jays 7-2 last night in Toronto. CC Sabathia threw seven innings of two-run ball. Miguel Andahar hit his first career grand slam. Aaron Hicks added a three-run blast. The Mets lose to the Orioles 2-1. New York managed just one run on three hits. Overall, the Mets have tallied just seven runs over the last five games. Jason Vargas put up another solid start, posting five innings of two-run ball. And Forbes put out their list of the highest-paid athletes of 2017. Boxer Floyd Mayweather topping the list, earning about $285 million last year, much of that stemming from his fight against Conor McGregor. LeBron, the top basketball player on the list at number six, and Matt Ryan leads the NFL at number nine. I'm Joe Salzone. The Daniel Baldwin Show starts now. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the radio talks about revolution when it's already passed. Hey, now. Hey, now. So I'm, I'm trying to... Spit some popcorn out of my teeth right now, and uh, and so we didn't get it to the list. Yeah, so Joe, during the the Sports Center update, top ten highest paid athletes came out this year. Okay, a lot of them play sports. Nobody cares. So about. Floyd, Floyd Merriweather, soccer, soccer player, Lionel Messi, Conor Ronaldo. McGregor gets, well, McGregor gets in there because of the one fight with Floyd too, and that's why Floyd's there. LeBron James. Floyd Mayweather made $285 million. Yeah. Right. But you know what Floyd Mayweather... That's off of like two days of work, though. No, he trained for years. A couple of years, I guess, to be a boxer. He worked one day. You can't boil it down to the day of (laughs) the fight. He fought a guy who couldn't beat him if his life depended on it. And he made that much money. Not just that, but he could have knocked him out in the yes. first round if he wanted he to. He toyed with a guy for $285 million, and we all lapped it up. <laughs> like sheep. Are you going to do a daddy joke now? <laughs> Nothing. Dude, that is just making bank. Well, so, so they're saying the numbers. LeBron is the first team athlete besides soccer players, which... Those some of those guys over in Europe make a lot of money. What is LeBron's figures? Eighty-five five. I'm wondering if that's that includes salaries, bonuses, and prize money. So that doesn't include endorsements. Eighty-five five has to include all of them. Yeah, it includes that's all of it. Because Conor McGregor made ninety-nine million. Eighty-five of that came from the one fight. Right. So the other endorsements. Floyd Mayweather made all but ten million dollars off that fight. Actually, I think he only got paid. 10, he only got paid ten million for that. Oh yeah, the third column is endorsements. If you're looking at it, yeah, ten million dollars in endorsements. Roger Federer made seventy-seven million. He's got Played sixty-five 10. in endorsements. Sixty-five million in endorsements. LeBron is fifty-two million dollars in endorsements. What have you seen? Is Roger Federer like famous? Like doing commercials? Like oh my I, god, so big in it, Europe. Oh, in Europe? So like, I haven't seen him on a commercial in America. Yeah, no, he's nowhere near as... He's far bigger in, in Great Britain and 
Germany and places that, that really follow tennis. Oh, look at Phil Mickelson. So Phil Mickelson playing the game of golf only made four point three million dollars, but he has thirty seven million a year in endorsements. Yeah, he does those like boner pills commercials and stuff when he's driving. <laughs> the with majority Nor- of his money is boner pills. <laughs> when he's wow. driving with uh, like Norm McDonald or someone in that, that's, those horrible uh, that's commercials. Not, that's not for that. That's boner. for like just, a, a, a diabetes. <laughs> just go along. Shh, go along with it. <laughs> Jordan Spieth, another one, thirty million in endorsements. It's most of his money. Just Phil swings a big driver. Ooh. I, like I know. Love him. Rory McIlroy made $700,000 last year, $34 million in endorsements. All these golfers, all of so, their money comes from endorsements. So Floyd Mayweather's monthly nut is yeah. a million five. So that means he's spending like $20 yeah. million a year just to be Floyd. Mm-hmm. That'll go quick, man. And that's not, not any of the purchases, just his monthly nut. Bodyguards, you know, the limos, the whole... I've seen guys that you would not believe. You know, look at Mike Tyson. How much money did Mike Tyson make in his career? Google that. He lives in a for a guy who made the amount of money in a modest Las Vegas home. You know, that's probably a million dollar property, and he's he has no money. I mean, Mike works. He yeah. has to work doing his Broadway show and doing appearances. He blew, and I think he probably got ripped off. What's his? What? He's currently now worth three million, but he lost. All but, of it prior to where what, he is what, now. What was what were Mike, Mike Tyson's? He lost three hundred million dollars. Three hundred million. He had. So he had three hundred million. He's down to three. Wow. I mean, you got to think of even even if even if he spent a quarter of a million dollars a month mm-hmm. <laughs> a month. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? you can't go. It takes you ten years to go through. Three hundred million dollars. That's with no interest, no investments. So, I mean, it's just—it's so sad when I see friends of mine like that, and I look at them and I go, "Yeah, three hundred million dollars." How is Eli Manning so low on the list? He's number sixty-eight out of a hundred. You know what, though, I don't think he does. I don't think he does a lot of endorsement stuff, and he doesn't have the same personality as his brother. Like, there's caddies that make more than Eli Manning on this list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he makes nothing. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't he, say nothing. He's not somebody that you throw a camera on and you expect like big bubbling things to come from. I think it was uh, Michael Strahan who said, "You get in the huddle and you, you know, on the sideline and look at him trying to get guys fired up, and he just always had this image of his mouth open, going, uh. <laughs> like he's lost." Like what? Well, Strahan said that you know we'd be like Eli, you got to do it, buddy. Okay, yeah, okay. No, he's a great athlete, but I, I'm not sure that it's a hundred watt bulb and yeah. Uh, it, it's amazing how easy it is to blow through this money, though, because I know I'm obsessed with it, and I think Josh is, too. I can sit and read stories about people who win the lottery and lose the money. And well, like you change your 40, lifestyle 40, so much. You lose, they're, they're like 40 days, they're broke again. You Don't lose. change your lifestyle like they do. Like these idiots that buy gold cars. Here's, this- the, pro- here's the problem. I'm going to tell you the problem. The problem is called your remember the word is your nut so your monthly nut before you become an actor and your father's a school teacher and blah blah blah. and my father's monthly nut was you know 1500 or you know two thousand dollars or whatever and he made twenty four thousand dollars and so he learned to live within that lifestyle and get x amount of shirts per year and jeans and a pair of boots and a pair of sneakers we did that shop in, in, in August before school started in September. And then there's the fuel cost this. So you establish your monthly nut. As you increase your income, 
you personally, you break out of the house, and so we, and suddenly I become an actor. And someone says they're going to hand me tens of thousands of dollars a month to do a TV show, and I go, oh, well, I would like that car, mm-hmm. and now I would like that home on the beach, and I, and suddenly my monthly nut is fifteen thousand dollars a month, and so you only take home less than half of what you make as an actor or an athlete, so you've got to make. $35,000 a month just to maintain your nut. Now, that's a handsome salary, I think. Even today, making $35,000 a month would be nice. So now you go into the category of some of the guys we're talking about, and they they're so, you know they have tigers. And they have, you know, do you know what it costs to have a tiger? A bingo, <laughs> a, no, seriously. I know, I can't say to, I do. To have a, <laughs> neither, neither do I. Yeah. But I can tell you that at a zoo, if you Google it, Having a Bengal tiger, the necessary shots, the amount of food, raw steak, meat, and stuff these animals eat, and maintain them is like $100,000 a year for your tiger. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, And if something goes wrong with your tiger, you need to take it to a special zoo vet that needs to open it up. And buy, And he wants 30, that's like doing surgery on a human being. They're mm-hmm. very specialized. The number of people, the probably far harder to find a guy that can operate on a tiger. Sure, sure. So- you start adding all this nonsense up when they live these lifestyles. And, you know, I, I love the entourage or the siphons. So, you know, and, and I've never had, I've never been one to have, you know, the multiple assistants, nutritionists. But, but I remember working, I remember the staff of people that came with Don Johnson and Mickey Rourke when I did Harley Davidson, The Marlboro Man. And I would look at them after two, three weeks of them being there. You know, each side had... I don't know, ten at uh, double digits, guys. And I, you know, what, what does that guy do? What does that guy do right there? So as I got friendlier with one or two of the guys on Mickey's staff, I got to find out that that was his boxing instructor. Then he had a nutritionist. He had a chef. He had a personal assistant. He had an assistant to the assistant. He had two security guys. He had a driver. So the guy that drove the RV that everyone went in. And then, of course... He had to stay with the RV, so they had another driver that drove the car that trailed them. Then they had, you know, and by the time it was done, he had 11 guys that were on salary. And I thought, do you really need any of those guys? Mm -hmm. You can go to the production and say, get me sushi, and they're going to run, hop, sing, and get you whatever you want to keep you happy. And I sat in my trailer all by myself, you know, just going, wow. Well, watch Floyd Mayweather walk into anything. He's got 20 guys around him. Well, then there's... um, there's your relatives and your friends. So there's the famous story uh, of Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And this is a, this is supposedly um, 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 the producer's story on, on the movie he was doing. And he, Eddie had, had gotten his you know 12th person on the payroll. Mm-hmm. And th- they showed up and Goober Peters, you know, John Peters or whoever was, shows up at Eddie's trailer and goes, Eddie, we got a problem. And they said, yeah, Eddie ain't here right now. He back at the, uh, he back at the house. Mm-hmm. So John Peters gets in the car with the guy, and the guy takes him to the house, and he walks in, and he goes, Eddie, you got 12 guys making, you know, $25 an hour. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said, you know, we, we got we to gotta hold this back, but it's getting to be too much. And he goes, man, anybody that's on my staff need to be on my staff. And, okay, well, what does he do? And he goes, hey, Lionel, Mr. Peter here want to know what you do. He goes, I'm his room counter. You're his what? I'm his room counter. He said, what, what exactly does that mean? Well, anyway, any time Mr. Murphy come into the vicinity of the area of the, of the complex situation, I go in ahead of time and I count the number of rooms in the facility. Go ahead and show him what you do, Lionel. 
And he turned around, he went right in front of Peter's, and he went, one, and he walked into the kitchen, he went, two, and he walked down the hallway, and he stepped into a bedroom, and he went, three, and he went, four, five, six, seven, as Eddie was in his 12-bedroom yeah. mansion, and he walked back in, and he just laughed, because he can do it. He can say, I need a room counter, which was his cousin who lived with him and he knew since he was a kid and he gave him a job and wanted to help him out. But it it gets to be so excessive, some of the the numbers of people when they come out of nowhere, particularly if you find out that the artist or the star or the athlete came from no money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you probably won't see that happen as much with Charlie Sheen because his father was Martin Sheen and he had a nice home and he had, but when you come from not having as much money, you want to flaunt that and be the big guy with all your fellows. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I've have, I have a lot of people, members of my family that from time to time I help and friends and different things when I can, but, uh, it's, it's unbelievable at that level. I mean, you're right. When Floyd walks in, there's 28 people that are on staff right. for every event that he goes to. I am an only child as soon as I win the lottery. Yeah, he's gone. He's never you're talking done? to anybody. You're not helping any of the brothers or anybody? No, everybody gets a little stipend, and then I never want to hear from him again. No. <laughs> wow. Is that the coldest thing you ever heard? I I'm going to give today. him money, but don't you want relationships No, with that's not the coldest thing I ever heard. No. Oh, it's not? I'll tell you the coldest thing I ever heard today. Okay. That's not even the coldest thing I heard today. The coolest thing I heard today was I walked in and I saw Joe Salzone, and I said, did you hear Kate Spade committed suicide? He goes, yeah. And I went, did you talk about it on the show this morning? He goes, no, I don't really care. He just walked away. That was it. It's cool. It's icy. It's getting icy. Is it? No, I want a jacket. And I got my no-sleeve Houston Rockets jersey on. Is it cold to say, hey, here's, say I want 300 million. I want 300 million. Here's a million each. Oh, well, wait and a minute. Now, now, and now, now I'm never now, talking to you again. Well, okay. So the part there's two things. A, if you win 300 million, you gave every fam a million dollar gift. That's a very generous gift. Yeah. But I, put- I would le- I would lend money out to people and do things, not expecting to get it back. I don't know. I'd plop a million dollars on everybody the, in my family. The, not that part. It's the part where he never wants. He never wants to hear from his family That's again. That's the part. That, so he's you're buying, buying their them off. He's buying their silence. Buying, so what do they communicate? Uh, I don't want to hear from anybody again. What are you going to do? Okay, so you pay off ten million of it, and then what are you doing with the other two hundred ninety million? Just it doesn't matter. I'm just going and I'm going to buy. I'll probably live in a log cabin in Wyoming somewhere and never be heard from again. The two hundred ninety million dollar miser from Wyoming. Yeah. And what are you doing there? What do you do? What's what's a you don't a want normal any human day? interaction? What's a normal day in the in the and this is a a, a, a plus three million dollar log. I mean, it's the it's a log cabin that's. Of all it probably won't be. It'll probably be a three hundred thousand dollar log cabin. Okay, because you're misering this money for what reason? Because I don't want to end up like everybody else, broke in ten years, and I've never had that much money. I'm well, you're in Wyoming, money. you know, with a big, you know, tube of industrial sized lube, <laughs> and you're not really doing much out there in Wyoming. It's obvious. No, I'm just gonna hang out. You buying like a Russian wife, bringing no. in some super hot wife? No, because they just blow through your money too. In no. Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. I'll pro- I would probably also have a house here, which is uh, uh, probably fifty thousand dollars, right? <laughs> high end, and maybe a, maybe a, a, an apartment in in San Diego, and then I would travel between the. Now three. you got your own plane. You flying? No. Plane? Could he afford his own plane at three hundred million dollars? Yes, but not. Oh yeah, for long. but you don't have to get a, a big jet. Yeah, just get a little G six. No, just get, you can get like a, a twin-engine turboprop. Yeah. Fly it yourself. But have you got to have fun. a pilot, so you got to interact with one Fly person. I'm not getting a fun. pilot. I'm going to just... No, I would get an RV and drive myself around. 
You wouldn't even have a driver drive you? No. I'm a man. Like, I'm not... <laughs> but wouldn't you, you like to just, like, nap in the back of your RV? Yeah. While someone's driving you to the next locale? Blogging out all your all, all your paths so that you're five no, followers No, I don't can... want to deal with people. I just want to be you left alone. You really hate people that much that you don't want to talk to anybody. No, there's a few people. I would, like, I would still text you to annoy you I don't guys. want you texting me. <laughs> I, don't want you, I don't want you texting me, you rich bastard. I just want the million. Yeah, I just, just want the million. million. Give me the million. And then send you, me the million. Don't, don't ever talk, talk to me again, me. please. <laughs> it's 100000 a month to be my That's friend. Right. Yeah. 100000 a month if you still want to yeah. be friends. Yeah, if you want me to read the text, it's $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, let's go to break with uh, the Buddhist monk we have over here, yeah. and, and uh, Josh and I. We'll be right back. Mets baseball is driven by Amtrak and CNS companies. Jay Bruce hits it out, and the Mets are right back in it. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. It's not just radio you listen to. It's radio. You try to survive. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back. Where do you want to go with this? Uh, I don't know. You said I got a so what if you want a bonus. You know what, let, let's do the 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 story you had there, Mister Baldwin. The Daniel Baldwin Show. Wow. Kind of feel like I'm being called out. You, as we were coming back from break, you said you had a story you wanted. To talk. What story do you want to hear? Jenner story. I want to talk about this a little bit. <laughs> I want to talk about this story. Here's a headline on 12 Up. Kendall Jenner is reportedly already cheating on Ben Simmons. What has happened to society? I am shocked by this but accusation. But Ben Simmons is trans too? <laughs> ben Simmons what? is trans. Oh, Kendall. we're talking about the other Jenner. All wow. right. <laughs> Because you guys were let's, saying that let's, uh, let's, uh, lawsuit. Um, but, yeah. but, sorry, uh, no, no, I we, we, the Jenner. We, no, no, we did not report. <laughs> we did not re- report that Philadelphia 76ers star Ben Simmons is transgender. You we told me that, that. Well, it was Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, we were talking about That's Caitlyn on the story. break, but yeah. this this story is Kendall Jenner. My apologies, Ben Simmons. De- <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare I? My apologies. Wow. Caitlyn Jenner is dating. Did you think Caitlyn Jenner was dating Ben Simmons? Caitlyn Jenner is dating a trans model. So they were. Is both, it bad that all, the, they oh, were, I only hear Caitlyn Jenner when you say the name Jenner? Like I don't think about the other kids. Look at the look at look at the the um, evolution of trans. Trans used to mean like an airline or, or traveling continent to continent. Then trans had something to do with fat. Now every time you say the word trans, it has to do with their. Sexual organs. It's, it's crazy how times change in my lifetime. Three different trans. I have to make the transition and try to understand it better. Kendall Jenner is dating NBA star Ben Simmons. The Kardashians family and the NBA players go together like orange juice after just brushing your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. They, they why, are NBA they, why are they always dating NBA players? You know... I mean, they, they, they're they going for the cash? I'm not sure. I mean, they got the cash. They don't need the cash. <laughs> I think isn't that's kind of like, I don't know, that's kind of like this celebrity where they live, right? Like you go to a six, like a, a an NBA game, you go to a Lakers game, and that's like the big show out there, right? I don't blame Kendall Jenner or the- uh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Ben. Hell no. no, she's smoking. You don't blame Ben. You don't blame, blame Ben, but uh, evidently she's cheating on Ben already. 
which is, I mean, it's heresy. I've never heard <laughs> it could not have been predicted. How dare it? No, exactly. You know, the greatest line I ever heard in reference to the Kardashians was from Chris Rock when, um, uh, when Lamar Odom um, had his difficulties out in Las Vegas and he OD'd and he was in a coma and we were all worried he was going to die. And, um, and suddenly, Chloe uh, Kardashian came flying in to rescue him and take care of him when he came out of the coma. And they were back together and she was going to do all the things necessary as his wife to bring him back from death's doorway. And Chris Rock said, this is the first time that crack cocaine and hookers saved America. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the greatest line. <laughs> it's true though Just brought them back together would you it like did. to take a quick time out and now after that uh, laugh and we'll come back and we'll do then we'll so do a so what, what? Right. We'll do a so what listen you're the producer of the future man you've got right. everything you you have two three hundred million at your disposal he's, and no, he's and no on, friends yeah he's sitting on money in a ball by himself in a castle in the club I'm, I'm rooting for him I'm rooting for him to win the 300 mil I get a million dollars sitting on old navy jeans <laughs> <laughs> Orange Nation noon to two ESPN radio 97.7 and 100.1 I'm so excited. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Do not post that picture. You'll be single in a week. This comes the veteran marriage and relationship expert, Polly the Mole. You got some so what going? Max Scherzer of the Washington Nationals becomes one of only five pitchers to ever toss two immaculate innings. That's pretty hot. What is an immaculate inning? An immaculate inning is when you throw strike, 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 nine pitches, and they're out. The perfect inning. Wow. That's pretty cool. He's pretty good. He's pitched two of them now. Wow. He didn't even know it was happening, he said. He said until they wrapped the inning. and then Is it strange that that's less common... To have two of those than a no hitter. Like I mean, if you're hot you, and you can throw, you know what I'm saying. Like what you think there, no hitters happen more frequently than that. Yeah. No, I don't think that's strange. I mean, the idea that that he threw, well, I mean, we're assuming, but he threw three pitches in a row to three different batters that were strikes. Yeah. I think that says more about the the hitters today. Yeah, you got to hit yeah. three. You, you got to take a pitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, just foul one off. You got to get to. You got to be at a point in the batting order where you got three guys that ain't that great. Well, they might have fouled, and they could have fouled the first and second yeah. pitch off. But mm-hmm. it's just, I, I don't. Know, I, th- I think that says more about hitting today than it does about. Uh, Not a so what, but we're moving on. The Belmont Stakes is coming up, uh, and the odds have come out. Justify is a minus one twenty-five for uh, to win the Triple Crown, to win the Belmont Stakes, thus taking the Triple Crown. It's a lot of distance. They usually, if they can get two, which is much more common than obviously getting the three, um, the Great Nostra General will have a prediction. I mean, Justify is a long favorite to win the Triple Crown. Yeah, he's going to win. So you're going to take the favorite now? Yes. Now I'm jumping on that bandwagon. <laughs> you are? 
Yeah. Are you covering it? Is it going to be on ESPN? It will be on ESPN. I'll take, AM the, I'll take, the, I'll take the field and you take just five, five bucks. All right. I'm killing you lately in bet. So you are well killing me. Five, uh, five thirty. Uh, Pre-game, yeah, I don't know what the pre-horse, the showers, <laughs> I don't know what they do. Pre-race. The hoofing. <laughs> the yeah. pre Warm-up. There you go. All right, so we got a bet going. Today could be the day Brian Colangelo of the Philadelphia 76ers is let go. Fire him. He's done. He's done. He, You can't betray the trust of your players. You can't. And he's betrayed. And this lame reason. Man, why did I have this back in the day and be able to say, yeah, my wife did it. My wife did. Yeah, it. whoops! I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I didn't know about it. Darn her! Darn it! <laughs> You're passed out in the hotel room. And you're playing <laughs> wow! Play my wife. She gave me a. She gave me. She roofied me, <laughs> trying to set me up so she could get you know the three hundred million that my friend Paulie has. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the story, uh, the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers was accused of having dummy accounts on Twitter and tweeting terrible things about his players, <laughs> about the organization. Um, and he, when it got traced back to him, these several Twitter accounts, um, he then turned around and decided to say, oh, it was my wife and I didn't know. So, um, yeah, he's history. He's done. He'll land on his feet. He'll get a cushy job in the With Twitter? NBA or something. <laughs> Josh has a burner account now. Uh, I can't confirm or deny that I have a burner account, but Josh's burner account just tweeted, gotta say, Daniel Baldwin looks so cool in that cutoff jersey from Dikembe <laughs> Mutombo. Wow. Uh, so, so, I don't know who so, that account so, that is, but it sounds pretty so good. So take me through this. Yeah. Take me through this. Somebody has a burner account because they don't want to be known as the person that sent yeah, it. Yeah, that's saying the things, or they want to like be, uh, a lot of times you see it like they're very complimentary of the person. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, like, if you're sitting on either side of the fence as, like, a broadcast professional, like Sean Hannity or you're, like, you know, whatever, you've got, there's people who run burner accounts to add to the numbers and just compliment you. Skip Bayless is famous for yeah, having Skip done Bayless this. flatters himself with burner accounts. <laughs> he didn't realize he was on his own account and was complimenting himself like it was a burner account. So he's like, Skip Bayless rules. And it was under Skip Bayless' sake. <laughs> so, so if you're, let's just say, let's. Just, I know you don't do this, Josh, but mm. let's just say, for a second, you had a burner account. Do you have to have a different email? Do you have to have? Like, yeah, you yeah. have to yeah, set up a different email. So you have to have There's a, a lot of work email. that goes into it. You got to really, you got to really want to fluff your own balls to have a burner account. Wow. There's effort that goes. So into how many it. burner accounts do you have? None. So when Zeppo Baldwin comes out, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, no. Mm -hmm. I promise you there are certain things that have become popular um, in society that I will never do. Um, one of them, which I've had people say to me, have you ever had any plastic surgery done? I mean, it's very common for men. Now. <laughs> I look at my go. <laughs> why, would you, why would you do that? They'd be like sh putting sugar on a pile of crap. <laughs> like, like, why would I bother doing that? No, I'm, I'm not going to have plastic surgery. Josh Burner account just tweeted, Daniel Baldwin is my favorite Baldwin. So you've got a lot of support coming off. Oh, of I, you're right. I was thinking I was getting more popular here in town. <laughs> it's been Josh all along writing this. And does that, the, the dating sites that are contacting me, is that really Joe Salzone? <laughs> yes. No, that is him. He is on looking wow. for you. Twitter is a fascinating place. And now that we're on this, I've been obsessed with finding who the famous people are that follow me. He spent a long, he spent more time than he should have, Daniel, yesterday, seeing who the most famous person is. So you go for the people that have check marks, is what you're looking yeah. for? Yeah. Uh, he said, I want to know who the most famous person that follows me is. 
Probably my it's brother. Clear, it's yeah, it's your brother. But then I put that aside because I met him, and so like ah, uh, so it doesn't count anymore. It, so was it, just, be, it wasn't just, just people like, that are that are that are uh, induced to follow you. Yeah, yeah. someone that saw Based my on your material. It was like I need to follow this dude. He's got it together. I've never looked at that. And Carl Rove, former Bush chief of staff. <laughs> Follows me, and I cannot figure out why. Tweet at him; he'll see it. Just say, "Why are you yeah. following me?" You can, uh, you can. Ins- if you're following him, you can message him directly. Melissa Joan Hart follows me. Clarissa probably, explains it all. She grabbed you off me. Uh, oh, you know, you know, Melissa. She's played my daughter, which had me murdered oh, in a movie. That's Known her for a long time. Lovely. This is woman. because of me. Thank you. She loved oh, my tweets. Go ahead. She loved your tweets. Yeah. Uh, so James foolish. Rosen from the New York Times follows me too. I found that one. A little bizarre. <laughs> trying to see who's Daniel's most famous follower. Yeah, I mean, you got to go. You got to. Well, I, his brother. But yeah, that know, doesn't but count. I don't know if he's. Yeah, that doesn't count. That's blood. I don't know if I, mean, I have. Do uh, your brothers follow Bill each- Duke? Bill Duke. Who? Bill Duke. He's got a check mark next to him. That's hard to get that check mark, believe it or not. No, oh, I know. I've been trying. It's hard. And you're Paulie the Mole. Paulie the Mole can't get a check mark? They're not doing that anymore, right? They're not. They, they it's stop, really hard. They stopped doing it. You can get it if you can. Wayne Mahar, <laughs> local news, uh, local weather news guy. guy, weather guy. Wayne Mahar is following me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, you know what I'm going through. Do we have any more? So what are we done? I've got one, but I think it's going to be more than just a so what. I saw you have this printed out. Steph Curry and LeBron James have both spoken and decided that no matter who wins the NBA Finals, neither team will be going to the White House to celebrate. So what? Well, you, you know, I'm not going to say so what. To L- listen, in this last 10, 15 year run, we have seen things happen in sports that are unheard of. For instance, the Miami Heat situation where LeBron got together with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and said, let's all go down here and win a title. And they did. They colluded together and went down. Now, this was done. With three investment bankers, knowing that they had a company going to buy another company, that the SEC would step in so quick and would have stopped that. So here is, and, I, and I, again, I'm just saying, based on the headline and what I've been able to ascertain by reading into this, LeBron James goes on to be quoted as saying, I know no matter who wins this series, no one wants an invite anyway. It won't be Cleveland or Golden State going, James said during an off-day news conference on Tuesday. Hang on a second. What if there happens to be a staunch Republican or two that are on one of these teams that says, gosh, I would really like to go meet the president. That would be pretty cool to go to the White House. I mean, I know back in the day when this became tradition for Super Bowl teams to go, they really looked forward to going to see Ron Reagan, and they really looked forward. And it didn't seem to be about political ties or or affiliations of any kind. It was about going to the White House because you won the Super Bowl. Yeah, no one's asking you to endorse him or vote for him. Right, You're this just is just going, a, yeah. it's a tradition. Yeah. So so it, it goes on to say um, about the Philadelphia Eagles that Nick Foles was really looking forward to going to the White House. He wanted to meet he wanted to meet the president and he was looking forward to do it and and uh, now no one's going or something. But where where does LeBron James and Stephon Curry think that they have the right to say a whole team, because they've put undue pressure now on the one or two guys or five guys or whoever. If they wanted to go, would they stand up next to LeBron James and say, actually, I'd like to go see the president? I doubt it. 
So he's kind of decided he and Stephon Curry are going to be the spokespersons for their entire team. I wonder, did they check with every member of the team? Or did they just speak out because that's what they believe? It's funny, too. A guy who disagreed with uh, President Obama in 2012 in the NHL decided he was not going to go. Mm -hmm. And he was slaughtered by the media and everybody for doing the exact same thing. The same people that are now cheering the Eagles on for not going. They slaughtered him for not going, too. Dave Pash. I saw Dave Pash, you Dave got. Pash got me. I worked with him, so I can't count him as one of my... Uh, oh, you know everybody. We're trying to find the most famous Let's go to person. break. We'll find some more famous There's one more, right? I'll save it for the other side. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I got one more so what. It's the most brutal obituary you're going to read in a long time. I'll oh tell you about God, it next. I'm so excited. CSPN. Curry with it with 25 seconds to go. He drives hard. After surviving overtime in Game 1, the Warriors respond with a Game 2 win. Puts it up and in as he's fouled. Curry ties the game. The series heads to Cleveland. Can LeBron and the Cavs get their first win of the finals? Or will the Warriors move within one win of a repeat? Game three of the NBA Finals, Wednesday at 8 Eastern. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. We're back. We're back. A little more solo activity. One last one. I got one savage obituary. I have a lot of problems with this. Obituary. That's that's the tease coming in. It's my new band. Savage <laughs> obituary. That sounds like a great band. Savage obituary. Let me read it to you, okay? Just read it to me, please. Kathleen Demlau was born on March 19, 1938, to Joseph and Gertrude Schunk of Wabasso. She married Dennis Demlau at St. Anne's in Wabasso in 1957 and had two children, Gina and Jay. In 1962, she became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle, and moved to California. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents in Clements, Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Schunk. She passed away on May 31st, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. You're going deep and dark, huh? Are you, did you hang out with Sal's own the last couple of days? What's that, going I, on? That's the obituary. I didn't write it. Like, I have a serious problem with the paper, <coughs> like... Printing that. It's just some small town paper, man. Do we just Minnesota uh, Gazette? Do we just the Minnesota Gazette? Do we just hot skip and jump over the fact that she got knocked up by her? Oh, there's a her, lot to digest by here. Her husband's <laughs> brother. She got knocked up by her husband's brother, and then they fled to California, and she abandoned her two children she already had, and now her two children were somehow allowed to write the obituary and just burn her. It doesn't say a lot for you as a human to write that obituary. Am I like this is going to bring out the softy Polly? Well, here's I, like, I, I, I discussed yeah, but, this. The one who's going to win three hundred million and, <laughs> yeah. and buy his silence from his whole family. <laughs> I did, <laughs> my I, I, some good points came in on the morning show when I talked about this. People said, well, maybe that first husband was abusive and that's why she ran away. But on the same token, she left her kids. Left her kids. Okay, so so and and so you bring up why it's not a so what for me. Um, people make mistakes. People do things. They're sick. They're alcoholics, drug addicts. They're mentally unstable, whatever it may be that leads you. 
um, down the path that you're at. And, and, and a lot of times it's a healable, correctable situation. It just requires effort and action on someone's part. Sometimes medication, whatever, or some combination thereof to rectify that situation. So I don't want to judge, but I will say this. It is not natural. The the inherent nature of 99.999% of women is not to walk away from their kids. Mm -hmm. There has to be some extreme circumstances. It is in their nature to coddle and take and be a mother after they've carried a child, it's one of the experiences that maybe as men, the brother-in-law gave it to her that good. <laughs> <laughs> she left her family. <laughs> the brother-in-law D so good she had to leave her family. <laughs> really, you really just he was, took, he just was having a, just a great just moment a terrible, about a mother coddling a child. You, 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 just, you just took a, a, a beautiful God scenario and just dumped on it. Sully, oh, couldn't like help. Brother-in-law put it on her nice. <laughs> Wow. What is wrong? You okay, go, go ahead. You I couldn't apologize. stay in that place. You couldn't stay I in that place. No, it, was, no it was too uncomfortable for you to be in a place more, of love and Tell me more about family. the coddling of babies. <laughs> Remind me never to even hand him a puppy or anything. Listen, he's, uh, in this show alone, he's abandoned uh, his family. Yeah. He's celebrating a woman abandoning her family. I'm a, not celebrating it. I just think it was really crappy for the need, kids to write that obituary. Does he need a group? Why was it crappy? Look who's talking. Just not, don't write an obituary. He gave it to her good. That's why she left them kids. Hey! Hickory right. dickory die. Hey! <laughs> exactly. Just don't write the obituary. Just then. ignore it? Yeah. Maybe they wanted to let the public know that she wasn't a good person. Well, now you face oh, judgment from your creator, too, for writing that garbage about her. Now, now, now we believe in God over here. I can't get, are you bipolar? What? What you, is? Are you on medication? What is the brother-in-law putting it on his <laughs> sister-in-law? So good, not godly. What is not godly about it? Nothing ungodly about it. <laughs> he was giving it to her. <laughs> he was a plumber laying some pipe. Just, oh! just forgot the kids even existed. Maybe she just. <laughs> it was so good. She forgot she had a family. She was blinded by it. <laughs> she was blinded by his Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dwight, the brother-in-law. I gotta leave you, boys. I gotta get to a meeting. All You're right, on your own for your last couple minutes here. Wow. All right. Sorry. Don't you leave me alone in this day. I'm sorry. Where are you going? We only got two minutes, the, anyways. Yeah, I gotta get up to the block for a meeting at eleven. What kind of power meeting? Big power meeting. Really? Yeah. Outside Listen. of this company, it looks like. No, it's a meeting at the Landmark Theater for an event we got coming up. Listen wow. to the Daniel Baldwin show all <laughs> summer long. Be caller five right now. Three one five four three seven seven six four four. And you are registered for the UPS Happy Hour Party for your office at Shaughnessy's Pub at the Marriott Syracuse downtown. June 22nd is this month's party. You get 100 bucks worth of booze and food at Shaughnessy's. You get to meet Daniel Baldwin. Hopefully he'll wear a shirt that's a little more appropriate for public. I have to do a press conference right now. And other than that, everybody have a good, safe night. And uh, you want to say bye to anybody? I want to shout out to anybody. Uh, uh, we got 20 seconds. Where's Mr. Krabs? Is he down in Florida he counting is, all the loot? Yeah, of course. He just grabbed a giant, this amount of cash and ran down there to count it, didn't he? Yes. I don't want to go down. I'm, I'm you know, I got to get off the bad list. I, I, ever since I got you as producer, I was like great with Krabs. I mean, he was my friend. He didn't even say hello to me anymore. Is it you? Is it my affiliation? It very much could be. Wow. All right. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow.